nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast reviews of movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 614, and it is your review of Val. As always, is the Nerd Chicano here to host the show and launch my wonderful co-host, Brad Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a wonderful, wonderful, what's today? Thursday? Thursday. It's Thursday. Wonderful Thursday night, live and early for our patrons over at patreon.com slash denerdcore. At the $1 tier, you can get this episode live and early, along with our Monday episodes as well. They're available to patrons for a couple of days early when they release on Saturday for the public. So go and check that out over on patreon.com slash denerdcore. At $1, you can get all those wonderful goodies. Brad... How are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Whew, how was your set? How was your Friday? Man, I gotta go to work tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. Oh my god! Damn, you you gotta work tomorrow, huh? You gotta work tomorrow. Damn. This is supposed to be your Friday, though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of pissed off right now. <laughs> I want to go to work. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, it happens, man. I mean, you know, you can't have it all, right? Nope, certainly cannot. Yeah, but other than that, how what you been up to today? Just work? Yeah, just work. I haven't really done anything freaking else. No, nothing to, nothing really to talk about. Damn, bro, you make it hard to fill in five minutes. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I literally watched this movie yesterday. Okay. Oh, I did watch Ahsoka. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I need to watch yeah. Ahsoka. Uh, I saw that somebody we've been waiting for finally showed up. So, I need to. I need to watch. I need to watch. The internet is ruthless with spoilers. Oh, they yeah. don't. They don't but care. If you don't watch it within the the first ten minutes. Yeah. Might as well yeah. stay off Twitter or yeah, X. Yeah. Or whatever like you want if you have, if you have to go to sleep so that way you can wake up the next day to go to work, you know. Who cares, right? You know, who, fuck you. And, you know, you're going to have to fucking deal with the fact that if you open Twitter, you're going to see a spoiler. I got lucky because I watched this movie and it was like 830 and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to watch this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're doing our uh, Patreon movie uh, commentary. Y'all, we didn't do it this week. We were planning to, but Brad had to uh, watch Val yesterday. So we're like, okay, let's just move it to next Wednesday. So we all should be good. Should be good. Uh, I edited the in-person episode I did for Cinema Condition. And, uh, yeah. Holy shit, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Cutting editing. two different camera angles, Brad. Whew, editing. Yep. But I got an hour and 25-minute episode out of it. Hey, there you go. Yeah. But it's so much work, Brad. That's yeah. why we don't edit. <laughs> yeah. 
So I just, I finally finished it. I'm going to do one last watch through it to see if I missed anything. And then I'm just going to go ahead and uh, upload it so it can go up in November. Yeah. But um, I have another cinema condition to record on Tuesday. So that's going to be fun too. I need to rewatch uh, West Side Story. So you need to watch that. I don't think I'll ever watch that. You never watched that? I don't think so. Oh, damn, Brad. We got we to gotta change that. Too much singing. On Hispanic Heritage Run, Brad? Come on. I don't do I don't I mean, do, do you know Heritage Run? I'm trying to stay away from singing. Damn. Singing and switchblades. <laughs> what a dangerous combination those two are, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'd be terrified if somebody started like throwing around a switchblade and singing. Be like, yeah. well, this dude is doubly crazy. I hope <laughs> you never meet Jay White, and I hope he doesn't want to go sing in front of you. <laughs> switchblade. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, man, that's all I did today. I, I went to work as well. Got here a little bit late, y'all. So we're doing this a little bit late, but uh, it's on, it's okay. I just the good thing is that we're here. We're doing it for y'all, so that's all that really matters. Y'all are getting your money's worth by being early. So um, I guess we'll just have to get this going, right, Brad? Because we got nothing else to fill in this time. No. All right. So without further ado, if you've never seen this vi- this movie, I feel like we should make a we should make a a rule, Brad. If if it's a documentary, we shouldn't have to put a spoiler warning, because like, yeah, how are you supposed to spoil someone's life, entire being and life? And I don't know. I don't. There are some documentaries where you may not want to spoil it. I don't know. I don't know, Brad. I think I think it's not a bad rule to have here. I don't. Nah. I'm, I can, like, I can see your point because yeah. like yeah it should be history but there was a lot of shit i didn't know about val kilmer that's for sure yeah i just feel like when it comes to documentaries and they're like about people's lives like what do i have to spoil y'all like like this is just someone's life their life shouldn't be a spoiler like this is something you should be wanting to learn about them yeah yeah well, either way, if you haven't seen Val and you care about any sort of like spoiler or not knowing anything about this movie, then you should get out of here. But if you don't care about all that, you want to listen to us talk about this, or you already seen the film, go ahead and stay. This is your one and only spoiler warning, and it is in effect in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> all right, Brad, treat us to this wonderful introduction about Val. All three sentences. Coming from our one and only source, Wikipedia, Val is a 2021 American documentary film directed and produced by Leo Scott and Ting Poo. It follows the life and career of actor Val Kilmer. The film had its world premiere at the Cannes Film Festival on July 7th, 2021, and was released in a limited release on July 23rd, 2021, prior to digital streaming on Prime Video on August 6th by Amazon Studios. Uh, written by Val Kim- Kilmer, starring Val Kilmer, narrated by Jack Kilmer, cinematography Val Kilmer, Tom Stratton, Lila L. Hayani, um, music Garth Stevenson, production A24, IAC Films, Boardwalk Pictures, and Cartel Films. So, yes, A24 is in there. Okay. And um, running time 108 minutes. And yeah, there's no really budget or budget listed well there's some cool little trivia around here brad um yeah they got a lot of trivia in this 
Yeah, during the filming of Streets of Blood in 2009, 50 Cent became good friends with Val Kilmer. The two actors bonded over their love of vintage cars, and 50 Cent stunned Kilmer by giving him the keys of a 1965 Chevy Impala, which the singer-turned-actor purchased for $100,000. Now, I do, I have a, is Streets of Blood the video game, or is that the actual movie? It's the movie, bro. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, the movie with uh with Gene with what's it called? Val Kilmer, Fifty Cent, and Sharon Stone. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Also, Val- wow. Val Kilmer turned down Denzel Washington's role in Crimson Tide in 1995. Years later, he noted it was one of the few films that he wished he had to had agreed to be in. Wow, you freaking turned down Crimson Tide with Tony Scott, a guy you had worked with before. And Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, Matt Craven, James Gandolfini, Viggo Mortensen. Well, I, I, I mean, spoil, spoil, I guess spoiler warning. This is the man who turned down Batman. You turned down a second Batman. You turned down a second Batman, and usually you never turn down Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was one considered kind, One for... kind of wishes he hadn't. Wow. Val Kilmer was considered for the Keanu Reeves role in Point Break and The Matrix. He was originally going to star in uh, Johnny Minovic, but left the project after he was cast in Batman Forever. That's crazy. Wow. Um, uh, Val Kilmer's son, Jack Kilmer, appears to have recorded some of the voiceover narration, subbing for his father as Jack sounds like a youthful Val. What does yeah. that mean? He, he recorded all of them. <laughs> Yeah, you've recorded all What the hell, IMDb? Yeah. Well, that's some cool stuff here, man. Um, but Brett, what are your oh, initial oh, thoughts? Oh, here, here's one, which was told in the film. Val Kilmer was accepted in Juilliard's drama department at the age of 21 in 1981, making him their youngest ever student at the time. His record had since been sub- supplanted by Seth Numerich, who was admitted at 15 in 2002. Fuck. Yeah. Which that was told in the film. Well, Vil- wait, Val Kilmer starred in this? Yeah. Turned turned down Crimson Tide, but was fine being Batman, huh? <laughs> okay. Uh, Val Kilmer turned down the lead role in Captain America in 1990. Does anybody remember that film? I don't remember that. In favor of The Doors, 1991. That was actually a very good choice by him. Captain I America later fought choice. Batman, whom Kilmer played, in a 1996 DC versus Marvel comic book storyline. I think that one worked out for him. That one definitely worked. Like nobody remembers the Captain America film. But everybody remembers him in the doors. Yep. Oh, I loved when they got to that part in the movie. And it was called with the with with uh with that with that song playing. I was like, oh yeah. Uh but Brad, what are your initial thoughts on uh Val? Um actually if we could take a quick break, I gotta go deal with something downstairs. Uh, I can go ahead and... Uh, yeah, put your thoughts, please. Yeah. All right. So I found uh, Val to be a pretty good documentary. I was really enchanted by the presentation of Val's his life. I love that we kind of jumped in between. Like, we, we, Well, we were kind of going linear in a way. I, I, I did like that. We kind of went linear with his life, but we also kind of started to concentrate and see how these these parts of his life kind of mesh together. Um, 
I love that we we see how he falls in love with his wife, and then later on in the film we find out that you know he divorced his wife, and he shows just how much his love for like his the films the films he's making and the love that he has for making these movies also kind of caused a rift in his uh in his marriage and you know there's things like that that were um that were um you know very essential to this documentary that I really liked I thought that they did that they did a really good job at catching that I love the archival footage from those home movies that he made with his brothers and I love that he got to you know talk about that in this in this um I think it was also very necessary that they included the um uh, the wow um the the footage of what he is like now because you have to see what he is back then when he was in his prime and now when he's you know he's dealing with his illness and all that and unfortunately Raul like Dolph Ziggler has been given his release from the Nerdcore podcast no I have not been given my my um my release from the Nerdcore podcast. How can I be released if I am the owner of this thing? Tell me that, Stacy. Tell me that. So, yeah. How the hell am I supposed to be doing that, man? I don't know. But um, yeah. I I really liked I really liked this movie. I think it was really good. Um, I I don't think it's like an amazing documentary. I wouldn't say that it hits like some other ones that I've watched, but. I think that they did a really good job in this. And I think that um, that they did a really good job at, um, you know, looking back at his life and looking at what he's been able to do throughout his career, even with all these limitations and all these, you know, parts of his life that are obviously becoming different because of the throat cancer. And, yeah, I, I just I really like the way that they kind of structured this um, this documentary. Damn. Um I wish Brad was here still. I, I really could use him. Uh, but, you know, Jack, um, you know, you have a lot of really interesting, like, archival footage here. Like, I love seeing the stuff from Batman Forever. thought that was really cool. Uh, oh, I love the, uh, the the stuff about the uh, the play, the, the Cinema Twain. I thought Cinema Twain was fantastic. I thought they did a great job with that. Um I didn't know anything about that, but I thought that it was just really cool that they, what's it called, when they started explaining what it was, I thought it was just so freaking awesome. I thought they, that it was such a genius thing that he was doing. Um, and I loved how they included actual footage of him doing that. Uh, what was, was it like a movie or was it like an actual play? Yeah, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, it's a movie that he did. And you directed it and wrote it too. Okay, yeah, it was a really, it was really good. I really liked the Cinema Twain stuff. Thank God, Brad. Thank God you're back. I never want to do Definitely that again. Yeah, Brad. Definitely. Um, I gave a lot of my thoughts, Brad. So, what are your thoughts? My thoughts. Let me catch my breath because I had to go up the stairs again. Okay, Woo, those stairs. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, Brad, Luis, uh, what's it called? Stacy says that I've been released from the Nerdcore podcast. <laughs> <laughs> call me, call me Brad Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. It's all good, Brad. What are your initial thoughts on um on Val? Um, I enjoyed this documentary. <laughs> I thought it was uh very. What's that? It's like. Dude, I really had to run up those stairs for you, bro. You're gonna have to give me a minute. But um, I thought it was very, 
intimate what he did because he didn't have to do this. Yeah. He could have lived in obscurity. You know, I, I mean, I did like, I remember when this first was shown, I didn't know he had throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know he had to talk with the breathing tube. But so you get a lot of intimate details that, I mean, everybody thinks of Val Kilmer. You think of Iceman. That's all you really know. <laughs> you think of Iceman and Tombstone. That's yeah. That's all you really know about him. Batman. Yeah. And Batman, yes. But to be fair, like this goes into great, this goes in to his early childhood with his brother dying. And really his brother being the main catalyst to, I think, why he wanted to be an actor. Because his brother yeah. made movies. Um, and then just going into great detail about his father and how his parents' marriage dissolved, how his father basically wasn't the same man when his brother died. And at the same, you know, he didn't have to do this. And what's great is he has this tons of footage. And really, yeah, no one I no one I know really does that. They just have this tons of footage that they've taken over their lifetime. He even has footage of Marlon Brando. Like, yeah, <laughs> and one of the worst movies ever made, but still, it gives you some background in that. I, I overly I enjoyed how they edited this and how they told the story. Um some parts I kind of wish they would have maybe told a bit more, but I, I, I mean, for what it is, it, it's just a very intimate look at a very giant actor. Yeah, it made me appreciate uh, Val more, Val Kilmer more for what he was, man. Like for what he is still, because he's still alive. By the way, I'm not. Why did I say it like that? But it made me appreciate him more. Um, I still don't, what's it called, entirely like, you know, what's it called, uh, Batman Forever? I don't think no. it's that good. But well, that, that's that's the thing, though, is he even explains in some of these movies, Yeah, at least his early movies, he was, he basically had to do studio movies because he and was he signed, said, he like, signed a contract to him. Yeah, and he said what we've kind of been saying for a while now with a lot of these actors, it's like, don't blame the actor, blame the writing. And the directing, yeah. he said it like I, I had all these things that I wanted to do with Batman. And like, like there was like I wanted to portray him like if he was in a soap opera. And just when he got there, he was like, no, like this is how you need to play him. Like, we don't uh, care and, about uh, this actual artistic integrity that you have. Like, you just need he, to play him like this is. Was the island of Dr. Moreau the one he was with Brando? He even mentions how the director wouldn't listen to Brando. And so that's why like everybody shits on Brando for that movie. Yeah. But it gives you a little background, like Brando didn't care because they didn't care what Brando thought. Yeah. <laughs> they were just rushing through that movie. So it gives you a little more detail in all these. And you're right. He does mention the writing and he mentions that during Tombstone, which is one yeah. of his, you know, best acting performances. Undeniably. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did love the Mark Twain. I would oh have loved God, to this... see the Mark Twain movie. The cinema twain was fantastic, man. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. When, when he asked love- when he asked the audience, um, uh, what's 
uh, anybody have a question or somebody asks, uh, what's like the most important question? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the most important question? When I just remember that's why are we here? And he said, because he paid $70, <laughs> he paid 70 bucks. I was like, that's fucking funny. That's funny I also thought it was funny when at the end he kind of faked that he was getting, what's it called? Uh, he was getting like, what's it called? Uh, like he was fainting or something or he was yeah. getting like a heart attack. I was like, this fucking bastard. <laughs> like, of course. Like, and, and his kid's like, that's not funny. That's He's like, funny. It's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny um like, Dude, I, I really thought you were about to drop dead right on camera bro but he he also goes into what i think a lot of actors at least those in sci-fi films and such from back in the day how you know they feel how they probably feel um when they're going to do signings at like comic-con and the oh, such yeah. is when they start that out they feel like like almost it almost seems like desperation almost like a money grab and then mm -hmm. he realizes he looks around, all these people are here for him, and that makes him very grateful yeah. that he's still on their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And like and I in that part where he like tells like, Hey, I want to take a break. And you can obviously tell that he's like not he's feeling, feeling too well. And yeah. he really could have just left. And then he ends up coming back. And he's like, you know what? I'm I'm I got it. I'm gonna be okay. Like, let me just just go and do this for them. Although, although I do wonder sometimes to the extent, like, hey, Val, can you sign it this way or this way? Yeah. Sign it with Iceman. And it's just like, man, just have him sign his name and fucking Dude, the guy's obviously struggling, bro. Just fucking leave him alone, yeah. bro. Like, I, I, although I guess you have to pay a certain amount because they had tickets and everything. Oh, yeah. You have to pay but at the same time, too. like, can you write, like, this whole three-paragraph sentence and then put Iceman at the end of it? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's like don't. don't I, I, and I know half y'all going up there and selling on eBay. Yeah, so. that's the part where I was like, that's the part that gets me. I was like, I know these fuckers are gonna go on eBay and sell this well, shit. Right, specifically the Comic Con one. Yeah. Now the one where he's in Texas for the Tombstone showing and the signing there, I really felt most of those people are keeping that Val Kilmer stuff. Like they yeah. went there to fucking see Doc Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> But I really like how much you learn about Val's life, man. Um, I think that it's just, I think it's beautiful. I like, like you said, Brad, he doesn't really need to do this. Like, he doesn't have to open himself up like this, but he did. And it's just, it's it's good to see that because, you know, like, it's, I, I, it's hard I, to be this vulnerable, man. Especially also, when the guy is fucking dealing with cancer. I mean, and I also enjoyed how he included his family, mostly his son, in doing this as his voice. Because he does kind of sound like a young Val Kilmer. I mean, he kind of does, it's right? Kind of uncanny, like because when they first started that, and you didn't know that was the son. I thought it was Val Kilmer, like in the past on these videos talking. I'm like, how the fuck they do that? I'm like, did they do like AI or something? And no, it's his kid. Um, nope. but he he lets you go into like, like you said, very intimate parts of his yeah. life, like his divorce. His divorce. What a fucking me like. Although I did love when, like, he's like, I, I saw this beautiful woman and I went to the pub and I couldn't talk to her. I'm like, you're fucking Val Kilmer and you couldn't talk to her? You're literally Val Kilmer. <laughs> like, dude, you're fucking Val Kilmer, bro. You could have like, walked over there. Like, you know how no, many people would have liked to have been in that Willow. position of that girl? Yeah. But, like, but she, beautiful actress for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but I can, yeah, I can see where such a strain because his work schedule was crazy yeah. back in the day. I didn't realize how many movies he was in, bro. And fuck ton, fuck ton. 
And that's the thing is, is, you know, back in the day, they used to say it was like he was difficult. He got labeled difficult. He even shows that in there with everyone saying he's difficult. It's like if he was truly difficult, he would not have that many movie roles. Dude, like the like the what's it called? The time like that that part where he records that that talk with the director who's saying like he's ready to just like he's telling him like I'm gonna just get like leave this project. And he's like, like, dude, like can we wait? Like I'm feeling a certain way because of the way you're treating me. And like Yeah, like the like you saying you're just leaving and you know, I you know, I mean you you're making me feel like shit. So I yeah. you that's not how and that's the thing, though, is this, that you can blame the studio for that is because they changed the original director out, yeah. put in a new director who was basically there just to get them through filming and make whatever movie they were going to make yeah, without listening to any comments or having any, you know, basically not doing any managerial skills there to keep the actors, you know, happy. Yeah. And so you, that's why you ended up with a mess of a movie and and. I swear to God, I've always read, and they always blame fucking Marlon Brando for that movie. And oh, this yeah. fucking just proves it wasn't Marlon. No, it, it wasn't. It was, not, it was not Brando. He was literally over there swinging on a swing, being happy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I love the whole part where he's like, yeah, I started sending audition tapes to fucking directors because I wanted to work the with Kubrick. Them. I loved it. Like, I can do it in four different voices. And I'm like, you know, it would have, might have been kind of, I like, I love um, Kubrick's film the way it should be. The yeah. way it is, actually, it would have been fun to see Kilmer in there. But the fact he got the doors yeah. from an audition tape, hell yeah. Yeah. And he just, he plays such a great Jim Morrison. Like, he looks he, exactly he like He looks him. like Jim Morrison. Lo- like, and then he said, yeah, my wife is getting tired of like listening to the music over and over, and he's mm-hmm. just watching videos of Jim Morrison, and so he can <laughs> copy the move. And they do they the editing in that part is really good because mm-hmm. they show Jim Morrison and what he does, and then they show Val Kilmer acting like Jim Morrison, and it's it's close as shit. Pretty fucking close. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really like about this movie is like the use of the archival footage. I think that it, they mesh it so well with the film. And, and y- you know and. Let's face it, there have been bad Val Kilmer movies. Oh, yeah. But this this makes me tend to agree with him that, you know, if the writing wasn't good in the first place, he wasn't going to give a good performance. Yeah. And you can see that in Batman where you, this man had such, you know, he wanted to be on a very good creative aspect in his life. He said no to the second Batman. Even fucking mm-hmm. Bell didn't say no to second and third Batman. Yeah. <laughs> But he was just like, like you said, bro. He was, he was like, this isn't what I wanted to do. Well, and he was right. It was just Tommy. That was honestly like Batman was in the background, and Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey kind of took over that movie. It's true. Yeah. It's not yeah, like Tim he... Burton and Michael Keaton, where Keaton is a, you know, lead role Batman. Yeah, I feel like they just got him because they were like, okay. Can you do this? Like, can like I feel like the guys like we need somebody for Batman. That's it. That's oh, all it was. It's like we need somebody to play Batman. It's like so we don't care who the fuck does it. What did you think of his footage he got of um of Kevin Bacon and Sean Penn when they were like they were like children? <laughs> Bro, I thought that was fucking wild. It was because he was he was cast as lead, and then they're like, oh, Kevin Bacon's available, and then like oh. Sean Penn's available, and he's just like, 
Come on. <laughs> yep. Yep. I thought that was fucking hilarious. But um, I, I did love how um, he included his brother's art, the one, the one who passed away, within some of his movies in the background. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Stacy says, haven't seen the documentary, but with prolific actors like him out there, uh, especially from the 80s and 90s, hopefully we'll get to, we'll see more like this to at least get a retrospective view of their career. I think we should too. I, I think I that's difficult. I would love to see that, but I think that'd be very difficult because Val Kilmer literally had thousands of hours of self-made footage. Yeah. That's the yeah. difference. And also Val Kilmer, I think was a pl- in a place in his life, at least at this time, where he was very intimate and he was, you know, he was processing that, you know, he could die. Yeah. And this was him. I think that's why he made this. Yeah. And I think that's I why think he agreed. Because yeah. like he's, he said at the beginning, he had been trying to make this forever. Like something like this to tell. I, I forget how he puts it, but like show actors and then show, you know, their art and how they mesh. And yeah. he'd been trying to do it for years, couldn't do it. And then. The, the people who um, got into this, uh, I think it's Leo Scott and Ting Poo, they came yeah. together and were able to help him see his vision and make this movie. That That's the difference, though, is Val Kilmer had a shit ton of self-made videos from from when he was a child to till now. Yeah. And I don't know anyone else. Maybe Ozzy. Maybe Ozzy has that shit. Oh my god, imagine a fucking Ozzy documentary like this. Hell no, bro. There you're not gonna get it while Ozzy's still alive, though. <laughs> no. Sharon's gonna make it and Oz- Ozzy won't be alive. That's that's how that's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Brad, what are you gonna go ahead and give uh what's your final verdict on Val? I really enjoyed this movie. I don't but I don't see it as perfect. But it's a documentary no. too, so you know, it, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, okay, would you watch this again? How often would you watch this? I think I give it like an eight and a half because I would watch this again. But I, I, you know, and there's nothing really wrong with it because it's definitely his vision for the documentary. But I maybe I've seen better documentaries. So maybe that's how I count that in my score. But I thought it was very good, very well done. And it was great to see a very minute, very intimate portrayal of Val Kilmer's life. Yeah, I really like this movie. I don't think it's perfect. I think that there was a, I don't know, I just the, the the editing sometimes was fantastic, and there were sometimes where I was like, okay, like I think we're we should just start, you know, moving along a little faster. Yeah, you know, they stick on some stuff that maybe a yeah. little too long, and then yeah. they don't cover some other stuff. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Yeah, but uh, I think it's a really good documentary. I give it an eight out of ten. Yeah, eight out of ten. Yep. And with that, that concludes our review of Val. If you want to go ahead and support us, make sure you you look at yeah you you look us up on our website thenerdcore.com, Twitter at thenerdcore underscore, Instagram and Threads at thenerdcore, Patreon.com/slash/thenerdcore. At one dollar, you get this episode live and early before anybody else gets to see it. Just like Stacy was in here, you can comment and you can talk to us like this, and you can actually interact with us. So yeah, just like that. Yeah. If not, it's all good. You're just going to have to watch this episode on Thursday, on, on Saturday. So, um, of course, our Discord link is in our description. So go ahead and check that out if you want to talk to us about Val. Talk to us in the comments as well. We would really like to hear from y'all. Have you seen Val? Did you like the documentary? What do you think about Val Kilmer? I, 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 honestly, man, this made me appreciate him more. 
Yeah, this made me like I you know I've never Val Kilmer is so Val Kilmer's always been considered like an A tier actor, but you never think of him as that because usually there's someone in there that's yeah. above him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at Tombstone. It, like he it's him and, and uh Kurt Russell. That's yeah, it's it's a bromance in that. But it made me appreciate him more, that's for sure. And of course, um Go ahead and uh, check us out. Not, oh, I'm so sorry. Not check us out, but make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. Leave the notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content and drops on the channel. Leave a like on the video because it helps us out a lot as well. And over on the audio side of things, leave a five star review on Google Podcasts, Audio, Auto, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That would help us out a lot too. And of course, we want to thank our Patreon supporters because they make this possible. Brad, where can they find our wonderful producer, Shane? Uh, you can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thriftedil or go buy something from the Suppy God at prisoncityvintage.com. Damn straight. And as always, y'all, we will be back for live show as we do a review of Ahsoka. And then on Saturday, we're doing the first episode of The Continental with Luis. On which which drops show. tomorrow, so I can't even watch it tonight. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's all good. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll be able to do it on Saturday. And if not, Sunday's all good, too. So we'll, we'll, we'll make this happen. But we're going to be doing the episode of the Continental. And uh, yeah, for that, for now, this is goodbye. But we will see you guys then. Brad, let's go ahead and send them out. All right, Raul. Thank you for being the host as always. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. Stacy for joining us in chat today. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, all I got to say is I'm your Huckleberry. Young Yoda out. <laughs>